0: Hello, welcome to Play's Pod. It's Friday the 6th of December. My name is Ben. I'm joined, as always, by Andrew from Roy's View from... Well, I'm almost hesitant to ask, mate, but how are you doing today? Good. Wow. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I am genuinely pretty gutted, to, to be fair. Um, a little bit better than last night, where I don't think I smiled since the second goal until I went to bed. But
0: <laughs> I, I actually thought you said uh, good, not yeah, gutted. Yeah, I just... You are sorry. I thought you said good, not gutted. That's why I was so taken aback. Oh
1: no, sorry, I said gutted. No, sorry, gutted. I'm oh, certainly no, not good.
0: No, <laughs> that's why I was surprised. Uh, right. Well, we haven't had much time to prepare for this, so uh, apologies if it's a bit of a a, a winged one, I suppose. But um, yeah, we we have to react to. I mean, I have to react to last night just to to get it off my chest, to be honest. Um, and, and hopefully, we feel. Uh, if not better than slightly exercised with an nose yeah. by the end of this, I um, thought it was quite fitting. The uh, I don't know if you follow cricket at all, but you probably saw in the news earlier this week. Uh, the great Bob Willis sadly passed away. He was a fantastic fast bowler in the eighties, uh, England cricket captain, but later in life, famed for his uh, his rants on uh, <laughs> on Sky Sports as um, cricket coverage, and it was. Great entertainment. He was, uh, you know, he was their go-to guy to, to come in with the sort of uh, the massive rant about whatever subject sprung to mind. And I suppose it's only fitting, really, that that's basically what we're about to do today. Um, mm. I, I don't even really know if we can talk about the match itself, or at least not just yet. I mean, we we I think we have to get straight to the the main thing and how yeah just. Awful it is. I mean, I, I don't think I've felt like that at a football game before. For those last twenty minutes, just I just stunned. I mean, how yeah. about you?
1: I'm glad you've said that because I don't think I was engaged at all in that last 20 minutes. I yeah, think yeah. I were on my phone, which I hate people doing, to be honest. Uh, at matches, when you see them on the phone and I'm like, the match is going on, like, you're perfectly ticket, what you're doing. Hmm. That was me last night for the last 20 minutes because I was just sort of trying to get my head around what had just happened, I think. rather than I think I was just trying to look for some sort of, I don't know, someone to console me and say, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I was just stunned, and I think the whole ground was, and I think it completely ruined the any chance of a comeback, and I think mm-hmm. it completely ruined any sort of atmosphere. Um, yeah, it was horrible. It was like you were like watching. It was nowhere near as bad as that Wigan game, for instance, where mm-hmm. we went down. I'm certainly not putting into that category, but it, it had a similar sort of stunned. You know, when when the final whistle went at that, and you were like that that has that happened
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I I was yeah trying to sort of think about it in that context of like other other kind of sucker punches I guess that we've experienced with United and I mean the most recent one is that that draw with Millwall last season when you know the last minute equaliser but but this is different it wasn't like it it wasn't sort of devastating I just I, I was just kind of confused and not really sure how to feel and that's that's horrible <laughs> you know when you go into yeah. when you go into football matches I, I don't want to feel I feel I feel kind of like I've gone to watch another sport for the first time and I was sort of invested in it but at the same time I didn't really understand the sort of uh, uh, minutiae of the rule book and so I was like well I don't okay that team's good but I don't really understand what's happened so now I'm kind of a little bit disengaged with mm. the actual event and yeah, that's that to me. So there's two things here. Um, there's the we can talk about the the specifics of the incident, I guess, in a minute. There's the kind of uh, just play to the whistle, lol kind of take, which I don't want to hear that today. Like I'm I oh. borderline offended by that as like just just dismissing it of like, well, just play to the whistle. Like what what's the problem? Like if you just play to the whistle, there's not a problem, right? Okay, so there probably isn't a problem in the context of a one single goal scored in a game of football but there's a bigger issue I think and there's like I think there needs to be a big distinction between being angry that we lost a game of football and angry at what's happened and what it means I mean that can't be what everyone wants to see surely in a game of football that I I just I I don't want to like just I think even the Newcastle fans obviously I mean they
1: they barely achieved when the first goal went in obviously they went mad after that's, I just don't think it's football at all. Or maybe I'm sounding a little bit old-fashioned or whatever, but mm. you you go for that moment of you know the ball going into the goal. If it had been clean through, the linesman had put his flag up. We'd have been sat here saying, you know what, you know, we, they did what they wanted to do. They did what they had to do. Newcastle, fair enough. We got caught out on the break. sucker punch. But that's it. You know, that's what we'll talk about the match. For it to do, to happen like that, I just think it would it was just bizarre. As you said, it's a great way of summing it up. I felt like I were at a match where you're thinking, well, what what's going to happen next? I don't really know what. I mean, when then they were a bit after went there where McGoldrick went through, mm. and the linesman put his flag up and the referee blew after, and it just sort of like, well, why is he blown for that? He can't have been that sure. It weren't that far offside. Uh, yeah, it was just absolutely mind blowing. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean. <sighs> I don't know. It, <laughs> maybe when one of these decisions goes in our favour, we'll actually be able to say this definitively. But it did leave a bit of a sour taste. Like how much Newcastle celebrated that goal. Like because I I I, I want to know. I want to be on the receiving end of these going in our favour, so I can actually know how I would react. You know, and possibly at this stage, but I'm going to go bananas. So I'm like, finally, it went in our favour. Can you believe yeah. it? But I mean, genuinely, just like. What is that? Everybody stopped, and as you say. Hardly any of the Newcastle fans reacted. I mean, even Shelby's just sort of strolling along, rather than you know going yeah. full tilt. But yeah, it's just, it's just a bizarre way to. I mean, Wilders gave a very kind of emot- emotive interview afterwards. I thought, which I can't disagree with what he said, but it is very. It was interesting how emotionally he was about it, and yeah, this whole the whole thing about it kind of sucks the life out of the game and the, the supporters. I mean, that's the big thing, isn't it? You said there, I mean, if he if just... If the flag doesn't go up and he just runs through and scut, we're like, well, we just, you know, we messed that up. We made a mistake. And you move on. But the the big thing is, the game would continue as normal and we'd just be like, oh, we're 2-0 yeah. down. But we're clearly the better team. We're completely on top. There's 20 minutes left. Why can't we get back into this? But... You can't, you can't tell me that the way that goal happens doesn't affect the attitude of the players and the fans as well, as as we both said. You know, it's just a, a just a shell-shocking thing to happen. Yeah, really. and the fact
1: is it's not the first time a decision like that's gone against us. And I think some sort of rules are going to be changed in terms of the, the Lundström goal. They're going to be, obviously, I would have thought, benefit a doubt to the striker. I think there's going to be some sort of law... Ch- or maybe not a law change, but... I think we've been sort of, I think you said it actually to me, that we've been like the guinea pig of a, of an incident. It feels as, like it. From now on, people, yeah, people are just going to, I mean, I, I disagree completely when people say play to the whistle. I've played sort of football at a very minor level, and if the linesman flag goes up, it's your natural intri- uh, instinct to stop for me. Mm. I think you look at it, you can't just stop, like you think, well, it flag's up, you, yeah, you slow down. And I know, like, the referees always been able to overrule the linesman, but how how often has that really happened? I mean, I don't, I can't remember a time that's happened in in an
0: offside decision. Yeah, not not like that. Anyway, you might get one where you know a, no. guy, a guy knocks in a cross and the flag goes up, and the refs and the, they, then they have like a chat about it and it's like, no, actually the ball came off the defender or whatever. But not getting. That's exactly right. Yeah, you have a bit of a
1: chat about. it, Yeah, that that's fair enough. The fact that everybody stopped, that's, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you look, I'm thinking like you look at back at Newcastle fans at the end of the season, looking back at their season highlights, and they see that as a goal. It, even for them, that must be, that that were really odd. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to say, I'd like to have it in our favour, just to see if I'm just being a bit bitter, because to yeah. me, that didn't seem like a, a football goal.
0: Yeah, and that's it. That—that That is why the play to the whistle thing uh, annoys me so much. You know, you see the. I saw the like Premier League's official account tweeting like play to the whistle with like clapping emojis in between each word, and I'm like, don't don't come at me with that. Like, it doesn't matter that this ended up in the back of the net. The bigger issue is how this goal came about, if you like. You know, just the everyone stopped. I mean, I thought. He was running after Shelby to book him for time-wasting.
1: I did. I said, get him in, but I was just shouting, get him in, book!" Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs>
0: I was going bananas at Shelby, like, stop wasting time. is like, just ridiculous. And then next thing, you know, checking a goal. But, yeah, so, I mean, just to, like, I guess, uh, just in case somebody hasn't seen what actually happened, it's a, a long ball forward from the defender. Carroll flicks it on. He's the player that um, the linesman thinks is offside. Um, he flicks it onto Shelby, who is very clearly not offside, but the flag is already up by this point. Everyone stops, um, including all the Newcastle players. The only two people that don't stop are the referee and, um, and Shelby. Shelby sort of ambles towards our goal. The referee running. The referee points at the linesman but runs after Shelby, presumably, you know, saying "Play on, play on." At which point, I'm thinking he's, tra- he's trying to tell him, "Stop, stop what you're doing right now. Stop wasting time. I'm going to book you for this." And then uh, Shelby just sort of passes it into the net. Henderson's kind of stopped as well. And then uh, yeah, up it comes on the screen. VAR checking goal. And You're like, oh, what's going on? This is so bizarre. But yeah, they're they putting the flag up. I mean, I just ruined. Really, it's it's so bizarre. But like, we might not concede that goal if the linesman doesn't exist. Exactly. I mean, because no, we played Don't
1: get me wrong, but I've seen some Newcastle fans say. Well, it would clean through it to take a wonder save from Henderson. And, yeah, he, obviously, the in that particular scenario, the, the you know, Shelby's the favourite to score. I mean, not, but I, I still don't think that sort of covers it for me. It's not as if he was in the six-yard box with a simple tap-in. Yeah. He's still a lot of work to do. We all know as well how good Henderson is at one-on-ones as well. Obviously, the Norwich game in, in particular last season. But I don't even think that's the point. When the entire side stops, mm. I mean... I'd love to know what they're saying like, backstage, like the referee and the linesman. Is the referee saying, you should never have put your flag up there, you, you, you idiot? Or mm. is he saying, well, you know, we get things wrong? It's a massive, massive, massive mistake from the linesman. Because yeah. he's not supposed to do it unless there is absolutely, he's absolutely sure that he's offside. With VR, you're not supposed to put a, if it's any sort of tightness, you keep your flag down. Why did he put it up?
0: I've no idea. I genuinely have no idea. And I've seen I've seen it a few times this season in other games as well, but yeah, it wasn't I mean I, I did oh, obviously I obviously have a terrible view of it from uh, from behind the goal at the cop end, but I did it did feel like Carroll was offside, but pro- but not like miles offside. So hmm. and obviously as it's as it's proved he was what an inch onside or something like that. It was like uh I think it was Egan's leg was playing him on when it was something like Yeah, that. yeah. But yeah, you're right. I don't understand why he did that, and it's, it it sort of just makes you think like, why even bother have linesmen? Like, what, what's
1: the point? I mean, yeah, this is, well, this is the thing. What I thought straight after, to be fair, is that is there? I mean, obviously the linesmen are there for the little things that they may have seen if it's gone out of, for a throwing and stuff. And well, I think they, they are technically assistant referees now, but yeah. they're going to have to get to the. I mean, I just think keep your flag down at all times, just we'll like just, they are doing. Because what's we'll the, the point? Like, okay. Yeah, don't have a flag, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Alright, be on the side, you, you can do your little things when it goes out for a throw in or a corner and you've got a better view of it or you can help the referee out with a tackle that's near you or whatever. Just don't bother putting your flag up or don't have a flag because if it's not, if that's going to happen, then what, what, is the, what is the point of them calling offside? If yeah. it's going to be that sort of, that much of an incident where someone's clean through for, what, a minute, 30 seconds or whatever... What is the point of a linesman being there if they can bring that back? Uh, Yeah. Really, really, really horrible goal to uh, just to witness. I think that would have been horrible to watch as a neutral, to be honest.
0: Hmm. It's Well, this is the other thing that bothers me is like, and and I'm probably getting a bit conspiracy hat on here, but it it does, like when you see those kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the tweets from like the Amazon Prime official account and the Premier League official account, A part of me thinks like they're loving this. They're loving this drama. Yeah, there's this added layer of like everyone's going to be talking about this now. Like this is headline news tomorrow. It's like, yeah, all right. It might be headline news for you, and it might might help your product reach more people. But it's just not a football, is it? It's just it's not terrible. And I, I hate I hate saying empty headline phrases like that. It make me sound like a I don't know an old old git basically, but. I don't want to sit through that ever again. I don't. I don't want that to happen in our favour. I Certainly, don't want it to happen against us. And yeah, just a, a really unenjoyable experience. And I have had a, a lot of annoying, obviously,
1: people on Twitter, neutral fans, saying play to the whistle, like that simplified view, which you've obviously talked about yourself just then. But
0: it's not just about I, the one you know, goal, is it?
1: It's not about like it's not about that at all. And this is like what you're trying to get through. I mean, I've, I've refrained from arguing, which is unlike me on Twitter, to be honest. <laughs> but I've refrained from arguing with people because. It's not a city. I mean, that goes against you, you're invested more in that and you'll realise what happened with that sort of goal. Mm. That to me, I, I don't know how anyone can watch that as a neutral and say, oh yeah, I enjoyed that goal. Yeah, they got that's the right cool. decision, that's
0: all that matters.
1: That's all that matters, that, yeah, you got the right decision, that's it, 2-0, who cares about like the fact that everybody on the field stops, including Shelby, who I'm pretty sure we're just trying to time waste.
0: <laughs> Very possibly, yeah, and we'll come back to that in a second actually, but I mean, the other thing is now there's there's this other further confusion as to when the referee will blow a whistle because obviously, very swiftly after that second goal, um, a couple of United players were offside, and of course the referee blew the whistle immediately. And this is this is what I mean with the McGoldrick thing, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, w- why? I mean, I mean, from my point of view now, I mean, every time a flag goes up when we're in possession and a player gets flagged offside, shoot, don't stop. That's like, it, exactly that. And a whistle, do goes, you know what's going to be the Go on.
1: Sorry, do you know what's going to be the thing about that as well? Is that people are going to get booked for yes. shooting after the whistle's, you know, after
0: the flag's gone off. It's insane. Yeah, well, there's that. And I think there's also, there's going to be players who do hear a whistle and just play on anyway to waste time and be like, well, I didn't hear a whistle. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Um, so I thought I had to play on to, uh, yeah. you know, try and take this advantage. But, yeah, I just think we have to shoot now every time, <laughs> every time the flag goes up, basically, or, you know, don't give the ball back. And that's... You know that's the logical but totally bizarre, stupid conclusion yeah. of what we've seen. Last Do you remember, night?
1: The, remember the West Ham game when we got a bit of criticism for saying about Robinson should have had a shot uh, when he were offside, and then West Ham scored immediately after? Yeah, we're going to see a lot more stuff like that in terms, in terms of gamesmanship, where someone's going to just sort of, well, I didn't hear the flag, I'm going to boot it, even if he's if he's got no chance at goal, for instance, he's going to boot it into the stand, especially if they're winning. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know it's encouraging sort of the sort of play that nobody wants to see isn't it, really yeah. and, uh.
0: that, and that is the point I think that we're somehow we're somehow ending up with stuff that I think yeah vast majority of people which Wilder alluded to in his interview just don't want to see like, I don't want games to be decided by this Like, and it's so hard to it's so hard to put this point of view across because you're on the losing side of it. So there's that easy comeback of like, yeah. well, you're just salty because you lost. Like, You probably wouldn't care if it had gone in your favour. But uh, until it happens, I can't say for certain. But I genuinely yeah. hope that I would feel like, what on earth has just happened? There? I don't care about this. And yeah, that, I don't ever want to experience that again at a football match of those last 20 minutes where you, you can't even be angry. Well, you know, when they gave it, I thought there's going to be a riot in here. People are going to go mm. bananas. But actually... And I'm exactly the same as well. I just just sort of stood there and ev- eventually kind of felt self-conscious of, like, <laughs> Amazon Prime's cameras are going to pick me out here as my, like, astonished, like, uh, face yeah, reaction of yeah. what's going on. I was like, I might sit down now, actually, and just try and watch the rest of the game. But, yeah, they, I mean, the other part of me is, like, I, I'm also a bit, I'm disappointed we didn't get a goal back, not only to get back in the game, but just to kind of know how I'd feel after that, because I you know, we're having those sort of half chances and stuff
1: and I barely stood up. I exactly to... the same. I'm really glad you said this because I felt I, I couldn't sort of work out whether I was just being, I mean, I'm not usually like this like at the match, like being like ultra Yeah. <laughs> we were two and all that, but I was the same every every half chance I was, you know, whatever. It, it yeah. just didn't, yeah. It. it I, and I caught like that against Tottenham after the after the uh, Tottenham ball got disallowed. Um, I didn't cheer the goal. It's wrong. It's definitely, definitely wrong even if it's just from a fan's experience.
0: Yeah, so we've we've, in the pursuit of getting decisions more percent right, we 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 are losing something that makes football football. Big. I suppose yeah, we were it,
1: both massively pro VAR before the season started. Um, and if you honestly, if you said to so now keep it, get rid, I'd get rid. Yeah. Like,
0: it, it, as it is, as it is. No, it's uh, it's not good. Um, and yeah, the I, I don't I don't want. To lose sight of how not good it is just because we were on the receiving end of it and there's that easy, yeah. just, just play to the whistle um, and then there's no problem. Well, Another um, thing
1: that stuck out for me is Basham went through when, when it was 1-0 and I thought he hit his hand from where I was at um, and then he shot and he was saved. And again, I didn't stand up and it might have not hit his hand and maybe I didn't I see it. Obviously, mean, the referee yeah. didn't see it. I could have been way off, I don't know. But... Mm. That's wrong. If that goes in, I'm saying I was going to disallow it. I oh, know they aren't. And you don't get that moment because mm. everyone's conscious of have they seen something? Is some with that a little push there or so? With that, everyone's try, trying to be the referee. If you know what I mean? It's it, it, yeah, I, I'm really, really, really getting worse and worse as the weeks go on of like being happy about VAR. To be honest,
0: yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's just a. It is a shocking fun experience all round, really. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe we need one to go in our favour to feel like. Uh, <laughs> to actually get a proper balance well, Some view people
1: view like, I've seen some of my new fans saying oh Wilder weren't moaning when the McBurney one went in well we were moaning mm-hmm. <laughs> because it went on for a minute and a half or whatever Yeah, Wilder and... said himself he ran down the touchline and then thought I'm going to look a bit of an idiot here Yeah, it, again it t- took away from a last minute goal against Man United alright we had the second celebration which were pretty good to be fair but doesn't in any way compare to that initial wow we've scored
0: it, Yeah, yeah it's just it's not good it's not. It would be nice, uh, you know, if, if there was some, like, uh, I don't know, comeback from the linesman afterwards or, you know, the officials or something to just say, like, made a mistake in terms of we shouldn't have put the flag up. Like, that that was an, our mistake, you know. And, mm. and I, 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 well, I wouldn't feel better about it, but I might feel slightly better about it just in, like, okay, fine, you know. Try and help, help us out as fans. Help us understand what, what we're supposed mm. to how are we supposed to experience this game that is changing in front of us, and yeah, it's it's hard to keep track of. Um, you know, football's never been a particularly simple game, and there's always been that human error in there. But yeah, it does feel like we've introduced technology, but we're still going on human judgment and human error. And yeah, everything's uh, everything's at least as bad as it was before. To be honest, yeah,
1: yeah, it is definitely. To be fair, but. I don't know I, I like I said I came into the season thinking looking forward to it actually Val and now it's got to the stage where I'm just, just just get rid I really am at that stage because not just because of the, the things that have gone against us but like I said the thing that went for us against Manchester United yeah. didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as I should have in my opinion
0: yeah I'm uh, completely with you um, I'm sure we'll inevitably return to this at some point but
1: let's,
0: yeah. let's try and talk about the game itself I mean or, or the evening I suppose I mean we we said uh we said on the last pod didn't we that Newcastle are the weirdest team in the Premier League and and, and this was mm-hmm. like this whole evening was like we'd slipped into a parallel dimension um, I don't know if it's playing on a Thursday I don't know if Steve Bruce has um you know sold his soul to the devil or something to <laughs> to get to this stage but just a, a, a just a farce of an evening I think if you even if you park the goal the second goal it was just bizarre the whole evening mm-hmm. was bizarre you know you know Newcastle with the most negative display I've seen at Bramall Lane, I think, since the the first nil nil with Wednesday, the uh, you know one nil nil game.
1: Yeah, I do agree. I completely agree with that. It reminded me, and I said this, and it, this is going to this is going to sound like sour grapes, I, and I think a lot of what we're going to say is gonna sound like mm. sour grapes. But I don't think think of any Newcastle fan watches the game back and see it from outside their point of view, then they'll understand what we're saying. It reminded me a lot of Jim and Bury went down to nine men. Nine men. Time. Yeah, I
0: thought exactly the same.
1: Yeah. It was exactly... They had nothing. The only, the only difference was they had a couple of fast strikers, Newcastle. Mm. It's the most simplified tactical... And it worked, so I, who am I to knock it? It's the most simplified tactical plan that I have I think I've seen since, like I say, Bury went down tonight. Even Wednesday, had a manager probably they didn't have a tactical plan at all, did they just have run back and just defend for their lives? <laughs> but it was literally everyone behind the ball Then they should try and break. It was proper Sunday league tactics.
0: Yeah, and... Um, <clears throat> You know, and then you throw in the sort of the cynicism and the time wasting. I mean, you know, we, we said after or I said after the Man U game, you know, that is that was the kind of night that we got promoted for. You know, that's the kind of night we want to be involved in a big, you know, yeah. incredible drama, massively eventful game. You know, loads of great football, great attacking. And by contrast, this was like a an I hate football kind of night, you know, just like everything, everything about it was. But everything went wrong. You know, we didn't play particularly well. Uh, the, the classic thing of the ultra defensive team gets the first goal, and then it just becomes even more difficult. Uh, I hate talking about time wasting, but I'm going to have to talk about it again. It's, it is genuinely probably my biggest bugbear with football, um, mm-hmm. even more so than VAR. I just I can't stand. I, I just think it's a joke that more isn't done about it when you know, <laughs> oh, when football no. is such a big product, like. There's almost like this in in joke of like, yeah, it's fine, you know, every goal kick can take thirty seconds. Every throw in, you know, one guy goes to take it, then the other guy goes to take it, and you know, ha. This is just this is just what happens. But I, I thought it it stuns me that the referees don't do more about it. I and mean, in I mean there was such an egregious example in um in this game where Newcastle, they were going one 0 up and they won a free kick, didn't they, on the their right hand side. Mm. And I think it was um uh, I think it was their number fourteen. Is that was that Hayden? I can't, um, I can't
1: remember it was. Bear with me. Gonna,
0: uh, anyway, not sure I, what... I don't know. So I've gone off
1: the page by accident.
0: Because... Yeah. <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, yeah, he, he it stro- sorry, it was Hayden. He, he yeah. strolls up to the ball, and you, I think it was it was either a free kick or a corner. I think it was a corner actually. Yeah, um, and he strolls up to the ball, and you're thinking like you know he's just going to very very slowly kick this back to his player to take the corner. And no, instead he kicks it 10 yards the other direction, then acts like, oh, I thought there was another ball down there. And the referee doesn't even warn him. And it's so it was so obvious what he was about to do and how how blatant his intention was to just waste some time. From, I mean, what was that? Was it like the 25th minute or
1: something? But yeah, I remember saying at the time, saying this is ridiculously This was like Norwich sort of in on, on, on the first season under Farke. Yeah. Farke uh, sort of time-wasting tactics to start doing it that early. I mean, yeah. everyone does it. We everyone do it. Does it. Everybody yeah. does it. You know, I, I've got... And I, said I've, I don't really get annoyed at it when people do it and they sort of... You know, might, might stay down a little bit longer take this thing out of the game and stuff but yeah last night was just like outrageous really
0: yeah well this is it, it, it we do it as well <coughs> maybe not to that degree but we do waste time when we're winning games and I, I just I, it maddens me that the rules and the officials don't clamp down on it I mean you know it gets to the 90th minute and finally the referee's sort of doing the hurry up gesture like, what is the point mate I mean the game's finished now why have you not been telling this guy off in the 20th minute whatever it was for doing that and then you Know there was, I think they, they must have three or four players down injured in inverted commas. I mean, that one in the second half, I think it was uh, is it Mankio, the the winger? Yeah, um, you know, he goes down with an injury and he's down for three or four minutes. I think that the physio comes on, and then it comes hobbling back on. And then, of course, as soon as the throw in's taken, he's sprinting he's after uh, Almiron did it as well, didn't uh, they? Well, maybe it? that's who it was actually. It, it yeah. might have
1: been that one you're on about. It was brilliant because you were limping, like he was like. Can't walk. Then they got a throw, and he just sprinted towards a throw. It. I mean, everyone started laughing. And we all know it's happened. We all know it's it's annoying. It's the most annoying thing in football because it is technically cheating. It really is technically cheating. But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to be one of these. Like, oh, I won't want to watch that
0: every week. But um, I won't want to watch that every week. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was not fun. I mean, there was. In the second, I really noticed this in the second half. I was, um, it, it got to 50 minutes, and one of their players went down again. And I was like, the ball hasn't been in play for five minutes. We've, we've had five minutes of this half, and all that's happened mm-hmm. is a couple of goal kicks, a couple of free kicks, and now this player's down injured again. That might have been the one you're talking about, actually, the Almiron one. Yeah. And then I looked again, and an hour's gone. <laughs> it's like, right, we've had 15 yeah. minutes of this second half. Nothing has happened because the ball just hasn't been in play at all. And...
1: What Newcastle would say is, well, that's how we won a game. We completely sucked the life yeah. out of the game. We got that. I mean, we did it many many a time under Blackwell, to be fair. And it worn out to a lesser extent, but I remember Blackwell or Clough as well. Mm. Brilliant for these sort of time wasting one 0 away wins and, you know, taking ages and stuff. And it were horrible to watch from a- from our point of view, I think, weren't it? Blackwell mm. and Clough era for for the majority of that uh, those ten years. So Horrible, yeah, horrible. I was sat with my friend and we kept saying all the way through, this is just a really horrible championship style, bottom end championship style, where three points for a mustard, you know, relegation battle or something. It was just a really, really bad spectacle, I thought, as a game.
0: Yeah, and I know we will sound very, very salty, but. Um... Yeah, I, I feel like I'd say the same if we'd won the
1: game. To be honest, just well, I, look, when people used to say about us under cloth, when I, cause we, I obviously did the view from Zen, and, and a lot of fans were saying, "I can't believe the way they played," and our fans were saying, "Ah, you know, you're just salty," and it does come across like that. But I think in hindsight, in you quiet a moment, you do. I think even me under cloth and Blackwell, you thought, "Yeah, we're not great to watch, but we're getting the results, so who cares?" And I think that's well, that's how Newcastle fans will probably see it, and who can blame them.
0: Yeah, I think it's just it's in such stark contrast to every other game I've watched this season. I think involving yeah. United anyway. I mean, even teams like um, you know, even Watford were were very defensive, but I don't know. It, it, they they had a little bit more about them, didn't they? In terms of like they did try and pick their moments yeah. to get forward, and <laughs> yeah, it's I, I guess with them being at home, maybe there's a bit more onus on them to do that. But you yeah. could have. we played very similar against Everton. I guess would I, agree. I, I do think we were far more
1: trying to play. we we. I don't think we are anywhere near as negative as that, or anywhere, I don't think we are anywhere near as deep, neither as, as Newcastle were. And obviously that's up to us to break it down. There's no sort of arguments about, you know, they did the job, they were organised, they kept it tight, they broke, they had, they've got a couple of players who, not probably not the best players, but they've got a bit of pace about them. Mm. I think they're a poor quality side, in terms of they're not going to pass it round us. I think if they'd have come into that and tried to Expansively outplayed would have absolutely tore them apart as we have with with a couple of other teams this season. So I can see why they did it, and and you know Steve Bruce will be saying, well, it worked. You know, I've, I've sort of I got the three points out. outsmarted Wilder. I can't I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. But there's no doubting that it was a it made for an absolutely terrible football experience. And mm. every game I've seen Newcastle this season has been exactly the same as that. the yeah. other ones they get hammered. Yeah, well, like, for instance, like, if they go a goal down, I think Newcastle are pretty much finished. Hmm. I think sort of Villa scored quite early against them, and that were it pretty much game over. Uh, Leicester won 5-0, they got an early goal. As soon as Newcastle have to come out, they show how poor they are, I think. Yeah. I mean, you say you
0: can't argue with uh, the effectiveness, but actually I am going to argue a little <laughs> bit. Um, and sort of take a little bit of an issue with this, uh, you know, this oh, Newcastle have shown how to play against us kind of thing. I mean... All right, if you just look at the game, they won 2-0. Like obviously, masterclass, you know, that that's how to how yeah. to beat United. Well, yeah, it is as long as your goalkeeper has an absolute blinder in the first <laughs> half and you score a goal with your first attack and you you know, you only have a few shots in the entire game. I mean, this is why I'm not I'm more frustrated than downhearted at this result to be honest. I'm not like <clears throat> I'm not like, oh no, that's our season falling apart, you know. Cracks are appearing now. We did create some really, really good chances in the first half. And Hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, if you look at XG for the game, it was, I think it was about 1.5, which is pretty, pretty similar to what we create in most or less, more or less all our games this season. So I. it was effective in terms of the final result, but as a as a repeatable process. I mean, I, I think you just replay that game, I think we probably win it nine out of ten times, maybe. We, were saying, I said,
1: times. At the, because we were saying, because I, was trying to, so I always do try and play devil's advocate, advocate, and I was saying, well, you know, like I just said, fair play to Newcastle. You know, they're doing what they're doing, they're playing. I, couldn't, I said, well, they're not actually playing well, no. And then someone said, like, well, yeah, you know, they're trying to hit up to the big man, Carol, but yeah, he's not really doing much. I thought I, really, I I like you say it's gonna sound like so great. I thought they were really, really, really poor. They looked like a, a a championship side going up against the lower half premiership side and getting a result. It seemed like a shock result almost. And there's no way anyone can watch that match and say, Oh yeah, definitely deserve that Newcastle three points. I've seen one Newcastle fan say it, but mm. obviously that's just a complete bias. I think yeah, they they didn't they didn't even I don't even think they defended very well to be completely honest. No,
0: no, they didn't. I mean, yeah, as I said, we we did create some really good chances in that first half, and kind of indebted to their goalkeeper. I mean, um, you know, he made a really good save off the deflected shot from Stevens, which all right, is it? not a good chance. But then there was a, another one from a corner, which I think got blocked, like just in front of the line yeah. or just from the keeper. But Bernie <laughs> had that header, which I, d- I don't know how he saved that. It's a fantastic save. Um, that, I, I, remember, I thought that's in. That's goal. That's a goal. That, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he saved that. There was another one in the second half that he pushed. Brilliant save in second half where he
1: was genuinely injured. I think the one player was actually genuinely injured on the field. Who mm. where? Um, Bernie got a good head in again, and, and he somehow like went from being crouched to top corner save. Absolutely, fantastic. he had a brilliant game. He was definitely the best best player on the park.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of doubt. Um, Sharp uh, running on goal, and I mean, that was oh, that was so revealing. I thought we had like three passes. I think it was like O'Connell into Flake into Sharp, and he's in on goal. We went like the full length of the pitch mm. in three passes, and Dubravka actually went bananas at his defence after that. He came charging yeah. straight out to have a go at him. Because I was like, God, how easy was that? You know, we just carved. You know, for all this sort of oh, they're they're so good at defending kind of thing. Well, no, they're not. It's just we didn't take our chances, and then yeah. Yeah. And then I know, you know, I know. It'd then be easy to say, like, well, look, you know, you didn't, you didn't get back into it in the second half, did you? Well, I think there's I, reasons behind that. To be honest, I think well. there's reasons behind that as well. And, and yes, not only VAR, but I think we completely lost our shape in terms of like what we were trying to do at that point as well. And just yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a, a loss of heart, but also yeah, we just kind of lost any tactical approach at that point. But yeah, I mean. Seventy-three percent possession for us. I, I, I doubt as long as we're in the Premier League, i will be surprised if we have that much possession again. Before no. the Shelby Maybe one, goal,
1: it all, depending on they're getting, but
0: perhaps yeah. Before the Shelby goal, um, Newcastle had had two shots, so two shots in the first sixty-nine minutes, um, <laughs> of which one was obviously Sam Maximan's goal. Mm. Uh, United had eleven shots at that point, six on target. You know, at four hundred and thirty-one passes to one hundred and twenty-four at that point. I mean, it was it, it was just a... It was attack against defence, really, wasn't it?
1: And We dominated for the first 60 minutes until... Well, when did Shelby score, basically? Up, up minute, of, yeah. Yeah, up until that, it, it was just complete domination. And I've seen sort of fans on Twitter as the match is going on saying, surely they're going to score soon, Sheffield United. They're absolutely hammering them. This is like neutral fans and stuff. And mm. you can't look at that match and say that. I don't think we played that poorly. Like, I think we played poorly in the last 20 minutes, but I don't... Yeah. I think there's a lot of things we could have done better. There's a few misplaced passes I thought the goal we let in the first goal were, were really poor but mm. I've seen some people saying well off day let's get I don't think it was an off day I think we played as well as we have been playing pretty much to be honest we just the the worrying thing is I'll put my negative cap on and say that's four games in a row we've got three points from him and we, we probably should have had twelve
0: yeah i know there is that in there. and i think that's i think if you look for negative narratives you can definitely say that like oh we haven't won for seven games now or whatever it is uh, No, sorry it's not that many so we've won for four or five games and yeah yeah points points thrown away but yeah it's uh as i said we don't need to win every game this season we just need to win one in two or draw two that kind of thing and just keep getting a point a game um well, I, I mean, hear people say Norwich is a must-win now, aren't they? So. I mean, that's—I think you need to re-evaluate uh, what the phrase "must-win" means because
1: uh, <laughs> I think if they win, they go
0: five points
1: offers, is it or something?
0: Right. Wow. It's
1: oddly like, <laughs> oh my god, this is it. <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and the, you know, it kind of comes back to that thing of uh, this is why I'm not, as I say, I'm not worried about the the bigger implications of losing this game because. I still feel like we've been better than almost every team we've played this season, and, and this is a, another one. And you know, we kind of got stung by a combination of, of poor finishing and just one of them games, really. You know, like I say, where the, the game state is such a big deal in this one. If they don't get that goal with their their first shot on target, one of their only two shots in the first seventy minutes, then at the very least we draw that game nil nil. I think because they would have just gone even more defensive as it went on. Um, I, having said that there there are other things that annoyed me um and and whilst i do I do agree that we didn't play poorly like uh I think collectively in terms of you know we create enough chances to win mm-hmm. the game I do think a lot of individuals were not on it last night and and some of that is mm-hmm. down to you know playing against essentially two banks of five as as my yeah. type very very correctly called it. It, it was, because they,
1: they they knew they had a bit of pace to break with, so they mm. just had literally... It, we were watching and you're saying, it's like a chess game, it's like sort of, mm. right, where can I make my move here, which bit... And uh, we're, the the crowd annoyed me a little bit, because, not all of them obviously, but there was like, this particular guy behind me saying, stop passing it sideways, get it in, and they got it in, he's like, what, stop lumping it in! But, <laughs> it was one of them, it's horrible, it's a horrible thing to play against, but you, I do think we could have done better.
0: Yeah, I think so. And the, it, Certainly as the game went on, I mean... Uh, you know, Norwood was just sort of really underhitting these passes, or just hitting mm. straight to the opposition. i th- Fleck, I thought Fleck is most ineffective game of the season. You know, I kind of yeah. certainly in the second half, I was like, where is he? Is he is he still on the pitch? Is he have we subbed him yeah. off or something? I mean, Jamie
1: Lundstrom, I just... thought we were, he was were going too wide all the time. He never really, yeah, never got involved, never got a grip of it. I mean, we had all the possession, but this is this is the sort of game where you. Oh, I'm going to bring him up. Uh, Mark Duffy, Where uh, we, yeah. he's the sort of guy who's had that little run and that little bit of skill. And when, because obviously we have come up against defences like this quite a lot in the Championship and mm. uh, League One. I will say Newcastle are better than the, the the teams in Championship and League One, so it's obviously harder to break down. But we did like that sort of, you know, that player who can just produce something a little bit out of nowhere. And I, another thing that annoyed me is that when, people were, when players were trying things and it didn't come off, a lot of moans and groans, but that was the only way we were going to break them down.
0: Yeah but in in absence of you know <laughs> like a Gary Medine type player to yeah, exactly, yeah. to lump it to I suppose uh, or an Andy Carroll there I say. Yeah. I mean yeah the, the 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 sort of duffy point you make there I mean we we kind of do have him but he was sat on the bench. I mean what did you think when you uh, you saw the team news?
1: I, I I sort of understood it in the fact that we were ex- we were obviously expecting not Newcastle to sit deep, so I I, I couldn't completely understand them McBur, at Burnie playing, or even Sharp, but one of the two, not both for me. Mm. I think I'd have played McGoldrick no matter what, I think it was his sort yep. of game. I mean, people will say he came on and did nothing, but I think the game had long gone by that point, to be honest. But, Agree. Yeah, I, I think that he had to play in that, he's the one, he makes... Fleck and uh, Lundström and it, it makes them look better because of the space he creates, you know, he, did, he does sort of what what Duffy did in League One where he'll be potting around and people can't pick him up, I, I think it were a perfect game for him, Wilder knows more than me he's proved me wrong a million times, I'm certainly not slagging him off but, you know, you're asking me the question and I think McGoldrick should have played possibly with McBurney. I understand resting Moose because, because of his fitness issues and things and obviously he's not been able to complete 90 minutes so I do understand that but
0: yeah, I'd have played McGoldrick personally. Yeah, I, I I've got to be honest. I, I just thought this was a massive misjudgment. of uh, that. You know, I, I need to hear that there were fitness reasons for McGoldrick not starting this game because. Mm. All signs pointed to it being like the Watford away game, where we didn't have McGoldrick and where we created, you know, pretty much bugger all through the whole game. And as soon as I saw he weren't in the team, like my heart just sank. I was like, oh no. And 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 you know, the the one thing that I think Newcastle did do really well with that back five is there was no overloads possible. They essentially no. had they essentially had two fullbacks at all times. And you know, we're trying to we're trying to play our patterns down the side. And there's just no room at all. It's, it was really frustrating to watch. And, and, you know, someone like McGold, what we needed was somebody who could exploit space in front of their defence in the middle yeah. of the park. And, you know, that's where your point about Duffy is particularly pertinent, I think, because he does drift into the uh, the so-called half space in, the, in that dangerous area. And that then, you know, that then compacts their defence and means we can then get some play going out wide as well. So, yeah, I, it was just, it, it felt inevitable that the game would, go this way as soon as I saw that McGoldrick wasn't in the team and mm. you know I'm not saying that's like a <clears throat> ridiculous over-reliance on, uh, on McGoldrick but this this was like the one game this is the I game
1: mean. for him yeah this is definitely the game that, that that particular match as we saw against Watford we thought we were going to be like Watford and it, and it was um, like you said Newcastle probably worse than Watford to be honest and uh, yeah we needed him just to sort of create that space and that little bit of something different that, that we didn't have but we saying that First half, it could have been three and a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, well, actually, yeah, maybe we didn't need him after all, and it was almost, uh, you know, if, if you're just looking at the process, then actually it, the, team, the team worked. And I, I thought... Um, <coughs> Uh, I thought it was probably McBurney's best game for us, actually, and he was pretty unlucky not to score. Yeah, some people,
1: once again, get won a lot of headers against a tough, tough defence. I mean, you know, a few things didn't work out for him and stuff. I don't blame him for the chances. I thought they were good headers. I thought that was probably his best game, certainly from the start, anyway.
0: Yeah, I I thought we saw a bit more of what I was kind of expected to see of him, of, like, the ball Mm -hmm. getting played into his feet and him, you know, dribbling around. Because in the Championship, he was you know he was like a complete forward I think people that think of him as like just a target man are, are kind of missing a trick a little bit he was like one of the best uh, like leading the championship as strikers for like dribbles chances <coughs> created night, things like that he was, he was like an all round forward a bit like McGoldrick except he was finishing in the championship as well yeah 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 um, and I don't feel like we've seen that too much this season because he's generally being brought on with like five minutes left to try and hold the ball up or you know mm. get it in the box kind of play. But I thought we saw that quite a lot in the first half where he'd pick it up and have a dribble or you know he'd bring someone else into play. And yeah, that that was encouraging to see. And he, I think he, he's uh, got the
1: third choice with his last like three performances since he's come on. I think he's gone to third choice striker now. To be honest, behind I think he's the one to go to if Moosey and McGoldrick do mm. get injured. You know, I think he's. Um, I think the last couple performances is really really showed a lot more uh, I thought he was good against Wolves as well so I think yeah. he's showed a lot more what he's about than, um, but obviously at the moment he's, he's the scapegoat guy he? You know, so scapegoat guy so people are still going to slag him off but I thought he was decent last night I thought he was one of our better players actually
0: Yeah I, I wouldn't mind him sort of just just toughening up just a little bit. I mean, it still gets it gets yeah. knocked off the ball pretty easy. I mean, there's, well, this is know. what I
1: say. There were a few things. There were a couple of times where he definitely went down too easy and never been yeah. a foul. And you're thinking, just stay up, even if you're just to put the defender under pressure. You're not getting the ball. Just stay up.
0: Yeah, but I wonder if he can stay up. That's the thing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I do feel like he's genuinely getting knocked over. But in yeah. no way is it a foul because yeah, just... you could be right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought um, I don't know if this was the game for Sharp or not. To be honest, I mean. I don't wanna be uh too critical but you slag him off this way you're gonna <laughs> yeah, i just i just felt like um particularly because they had those kind of doubling up in the wings kind of uh, the wing back positions like every time he got it out there it was you know it's just like a few too many touches and it it just took too long to kind of Get out of his feet. I don't think he was bad, but I don't know if it was the game for him. I I just didn't. I suppose what the thinking was is they're
1: going to be that sort of deep. You need a poacher, you know, someone who's just going to. He's the best finisher at the club, he's the best person to get into space. I suppose that's the thinking behind it, but yeah, it never really happened. I think he only had one real chance. Obviously, another one the second half that were offside. And other than that, he was pretty ineffectual. And that's the thing with Sharp He doesn't really offer too much outside of the area, does he? So, Mm. compared to our other strikers at least. So. When you're sort of struggling to create chances, I think it makes him look worse than he actually is, probably.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought Basham had a little bit of a mare, to be honest, uh, at at least defensively. (laughs) It it did start to make me laugh that he just kept doing his same, like checking, you know, when he had the ball, just check inside every time. And (laughs) about the 10th or 11th time, Sam Maximum was like, oh, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, he was beating him every time.
1: I think we we kept going wide, like, in sort of like passing. I mean, sort of, Lundstrom was so far right, it was almost like playing like a right winger. Mm. I don't think that was necessarily the best option. I think if you're going to do that, you probably should play Robinson on the right wing, to be honest, he was the actual winger, you know. Yeah. Maybe to have a run at them. I, I did think the when Freeman came on, I completely understood that sub and everything. I understand why I brought McGoldrick and Moussa on, but I'm wondering nine like maybe Robinson playing in his natural position as a right winger might have been all right yeah. in that game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was not a uh, again with the kind of selection of the fact he stayed on so long. I suppose yeah, it's just not not a game for Lundstrom. You know all the strengths of Lundstrom. Uh, you know, getting into the box, making those yeah. late runs. Like he's never going to have the opportunity to do that against a you know complete. He's brilliant world. in
1: open games, Lundstrom. I, I think it's become clear, and I think this is possibly why he struggled last season in the championship. I think that's Becoming a little yeah. bit more clear to me now that when we've got loads of possession, it, it, his game. He's a decent passer and everything, but his game is box-to-box, is box, isn't it, really? Yeah. Getting into, into, you know, tough tackling and stuff and then getting into their area. When you're coming up against a team like Newcastle, he's got no chance of doing that and he's not really needed in terms of, in a defensive sense. Um, you know, I he didn't really break play-up or anything when they when they did break. So, yeah, maybe in hindsight, maybe, you know, when we play Watford at home or something like that, that'll probably be the next one where a team will sit in, it might be, you know, time for uh, Luke Freeman.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point with the, uh, <coughs> the, the comparison with uh, with last season with him as well. Um, yeah, just quickly on Basham, I mean, he, he, I think he made a real mess with the first goal, to be honest, like a couple of times. I mean, it, it was so obvious that they were just going to launch it to Carroll every single time, and we still seemed slightly surprised by it. And yeah, yeah the, the first goal, it comes from a goal kick, which we just don't deal with. And then Basham's like sort of laid on the floor trying to head it and it eventually
1: yeah
0: I've, yeah he yeah, eventually goes over to the right wing and then we don't oh, this was maddening as well they had two players to cross it in and you know uh, I don't know if it was Stevens or someone else it was so slow to get out to him and I was got- screaming honestly I was
1: sc- I thought that annoyed me more than the Basher thing I think the Basher mistake is just a elementary error just something you know it's a bad big mistake the fact mm. that he closed down oh, that really really because that's not what we do is it
0: no. Yeah, especially considering the formation we play, like yeah, as I say, it just came from a goal kick and suddenly we're all out of position from you know like, oh, Andy Carroll won a header. Who could possibly have foreseen that occurring from yeah. a long ball? Um and then yeah, it's just he's flat footed in he for the the goal, and it just gets completely outmuscled by um Sam Maximan. Again, like yeah, just it, just not good defending from him, I thought. I mean we are very much sung his no, praises it, it
1: in last two but... Probably his worst game I've seen him this season, to be honest, Basham.
0: Indeed. Um, yeah, that was it. I didn't I don't really, uh, I mean, once the second goal went in and the, the farce around it, I mean, it just, I don't want to sound melodramatic, but it, it did sort of occur to me, like, shall I just go? <laughs> Is there any point Honestly, watching I, the rest of this? Yeah, about
1: 10 minutes to go and you're thinking, well, you never know, obviously, but I was exactly the same. Like I say, we're on my phone quite a lot, just sort of. Looking what people were saying and stuff, and I, I, it, we, it just we were never going to get back into it after that. It was so obvious; everything had just been sucked out. I think even Wilder alluded, well, Wilder said it himself, didn't he? That the last twenty minutes it was that were it, it were game over, nothing to do. And people might say that's like a professionalism and stuff, but I think the human beings, you know, everyone on the ground from our point of view, were absolutely stunned at what happened. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: well, and you know Sorry. it's significant because uh, you know a few things like that have happened in the past, and we generally rally quite well I mean look at the Spurs mm-hmm. one for example yeah. I mean that that should have killed us I think you know that should have yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. sucked the life out of us and and the Man United
1: one 3-2 down again that's another one Yeah, you th- I don't think you can blame the mentality of the players or the professionalism I just think it was such a bizarre incident that it just it just like basically deflated everybody didn't it
0: yeah, it uh it absolutely did and uh, I'm sure you know the Newcastle Voodoo goes on you know looking absolutely atrocious but still winning games and suddenly I think they're uh, are they level on points for us? They they're they? level uh, on points. I, I I
1: can't get my head it. I think they're going to stay up and I don't know how. I think the the honestly I mean even the last time we were in the Premier League I think that's I think they might be honestly the worst side I've seen in the last two seasons that we've been in the Premier League.
0: Based on that one game, I think you uh I think you have to.
1: Um, Basically, the,
0: the other ones I've seen as well, where they've been absolutely abysmal, and managed to pick yeah. up
1: results. Obviously, something's working for them, but you can only hope that it's a bit of a, a freak occurrence. What's happening? Because I can't. I don't know how they're doing it. Because they're not even that good in defence.
0: No, I know exactly. So yeah, you sort of wonder if it's uh, if it might catch up with them <laughs> later on. But but I mean, they might just have enough points on the board that it doesn't matter. Like. You know, if they lose ten in a row they might still be fine to be honest. So Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is what our
1: fans need to remember as well, I think. That hmm. you know, we 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 haven't won in what four, I think it is now, or anything or something like that. But we yeah, have still got right. nineteen points. So yeah, let's not let's not stop with the must win stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a nonsense. Um
0: any any positive notes you uh, you want to throw out there just to end our uh, little section on this game?
1: Uh, my mate had a nice pie apparently. Uh <laughs> Really, really, he gets one every week and apparently this one was the best so far. So, yeah, yes. uh, that, that's that's the only positive I, I took out of it. All my, and he, he also made the same friends, also made eye contact with Jermaine Genus who nodded at him, so we were delighted with
0: that as well. So, <laughs> he had a good night. <laughs> good for him, I'm happy to hear it. Um, what do you think to Thursday Night Football?
1: Horrible. I, think I hated everything about it. I hated the fact that I had to come straight from work. I hated the fact that... It would sort of not. I, although it's only 15 minutes, is because I obviously came straight from where It's not quite enough time to have a drink properly. Mm. Everyone's looking at the watches all the time. Yeah. Like, well, let's get into the get into the ground. You come out and you expect it to be about 10 o'clock, and the Arsenal Brighton game is just kicking off for the second half. It just didn't feel right. It, yeah. the, the whole thing didn't feel like football.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. This is what I mean. It was like I said uh, earlier, it was one of those, uh, those nights that make you think like, oh, I hate football. <laughs> well, there's yeah. nothing enjoyable about this evening whatsoever. You're absolutely right with it. the The 15 minutes made such a difference. Like I was just in the pub thinking, like, have I got time to get something to eat or not? Yeah. And, you know, probably need to leave now. And, yeah, on, on the hate of football thing my
1: mate texted me as Leeds fan and he just said oh I heard you were unlucky or whatever because our football's rubbish let's just not talk about it <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to speak about it today
0: I have got a couple of positive things no yeah. one got booked no one got injured or that's at least...
1: a fantastic one the, the booking one in particular because yeah. I thought Fletch like we were going to get booked at you know, the very very end yes which I, yeah. I think would have been a bit harsh and, when he sort know, of jumped I...
0: into that challenge yeah
1: that's the one yeah and I thought I didn't think it were a foul. I mean, it might have been. I've only seen it obviously once, bike. And I thought I was like, well oh, that's not a foul." And I thought if it is a foul, it's a booking. So
0: yeah, I'd, I'd given up wondering what uh, what decision was going to be made at that point. So yeah, I, I just thought that's that's just going to cap the night is someone getting uh, someone yeah. who's about to obviously Luke Freeman did get a yellow card, but he's not a, he's not one who's about to get a suspension. No. I thought someone's going to get you know I was I was just waiting for like McGoldrick to do his hamstring or something like that, and just to just to cap yeah. it off. So, yeah, nobody got injured. We rested McGoldrick and Moussae for 60-odd minutes, I think. And now we've got a three-day gap, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Not quite three days, two and a half days before our yeah. next game. Um, well, this is two. the thing.
1: Obviously, Norwich have got an extra day's rest, haven't they? Which are, I, I, obviously, I've got a few views already from Norwich, and they'd like to say maybe that could be tip it into their balance. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe, hopefully not. But I think... I don't know. McGoldrick and Moose in particular, resting them too. As we lost the game and people say you should have started with him. And yeah, Robbie sat here with three points and, you know, going into the Norwich game thinking, well, oh, if we tire, we tire, whatever. But I suppose that is one positive that we're, they're going to be pretty fresh. And they're probably our two most important players right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I would say they, yeah, I very much think they are, definitely. And uh, yeah, can't really afford to lose those two and Norwood, I think, and, and still have a. Uh, a good game, so yeah. Hopefully, mm. everybody f- fairly fresh for uh, for the next one. I mean, I suppose that is another thing. And we didn't have to do too much running in this game. You know, we didn't no. uh, have to press or chase a ball or anything like that. And I imagine yeah.
1: that'll be the least we've run, and that's not a, that's not having to go at the team or anything for their commitment. It's just the fact that we didn't have to. The only time we ran is a couple of sprints into the. I, I, honestly, you know, the, the the first half, I think I was looking towards cause I was on the south stand for this game. Mm and I will, my head was just permanently you know looking at the goal we were attacking and yeah. it was quite weird when they went up front you were like ah oh, I'm an a little bit it was, genuinely <laughs> was like that it was sort of well I've not looked this way for about 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah definitely um, alright are, uh, are you ready to give a, your alternative Man of the Match award yeah or nomination Yeah, am, yeah. nice one alright brought to you by the Demblades Blades fanzine it is the Demblades alternative man of the match, where we try and pick out somebody that doesn't get the attention that they maybe uh that they maybe deserve, which is just like the Denblades fan scene, which highlights all the great, strange, hilarious things about Sheffield United, past, present and future. Um, who do you want to nominate this week? Oh, i we're gonna go for that pie maker, but
1: <laughs> you know what I'm gonna go for? I mean people say you know, obsessed or whatever, but is chance uh, Chancera just because after last night you're thinking, oh, that's a terrible result. And it's good to have such a absolute basket case of a club down the road where you can say, Well, it could be worse. So last night were an awful day, but fantastic to be on his doorstep that we've got, you know, someone like Chancery running Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs>
0: that's a nice distraction. Yeah. Um I, I'm gonna nominate Steve Bruce as much as uh Yeah. You know, as much as I, I, I don't I think he's a very good manager Um, and as much as, I think, uh, as I said, eight or nine times out of ten, I think we win last night based on what happened in the game. There's something going on with Newcastle. He, He is doing something that works. It shouldn't work, but it is working. You can't really argue with the results, I suppose, or certainly you won't at the end of the season. And, you know, the players are obviously working hard for him and, you know, chasing down everything, but... It, you know, you have to say that's that's two times he's managed against us in this year, I think. Mm, yeah, uh, not, and not scored, not scored. And to be honest, we've been pretty shut down for most of it with with limited teams that is disposable. I mean, that Wednesday team was very limited, um, and this mm-hmm. Newcastle team, relative to Premiership standard, uh, Premier League standard, is very limited as well. So, yeah, he's, he's somehow. Uh, and as I said, maybe he's signed his soul to the devil or something like that. I was maybe maybe to Mike Ashley. Um, I think so- Newcastle
1: are going to be one of these teams this year where at the end of the season they'll finish about tenth, and we'll be saying, "How?
0: <laughs> yeah. How
1: has that happened? I, they, they, I, the, the sort of team that I can imagine not playing well all season and just sort of getting these odd wins here and there. Like I say, it sounds like sour grapes, but I, I can only be ge- genuinely, honestly think they were they were awful, but they were they got the three points, and that's happened many times. So yeah, it
0: has, uh, and it's it's bizarre, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, one small hat tip, I guess, is... Um, I mean, you mentioned that Leicester game, they got blown away like 5-0, mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, he, he played a... I think he played a back four in that game. He tried yeah. basic, basically tried his own tactics and then very quickly realised yeah. he should go back to what was working for Benitez, which I think is a fair... You know, I don't mean that in a particularly condescending way. I think, you know, you've got a team that's been built in a certain way under Benitez. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Go back to what everyone knows, essentially, and and I know. think
1: if we lost Wilder, for instance, you won't want someone coming in and suddenly going four four two, would you?
0: <laughs> no, because yeah, I think it would be really detrimental because everybody knows a, a certain way of playing now. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I give a small hat tip there, but yeah, I guess I just have to eat a little bit of uh, a little bit of humble pie, even though um, I do still think he's a pretty rubbish manager. And also, we should have won that game. Come on! But yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, however. Uh, I don't want Steve Bruce to win this award, and also you're absolutely spot on because uh, the the Chancery and uh, Wednesday stuff has been borderline hilarious the last couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, that's uh, Wednesday have won this award before, and uh, this week it can go to uh, go to the glorious dear leader, I suppose. Um,
1: I just think like the, with, the, with the Wednesday thing, it's. It's genuinely quite interesting what's going to happen. I think you know the quite a lot of entertainment because the football never does. So I think there's quite a lot of entertainment sort of uh I'd love I, I'm really really intrigued to how it turns out because you basically one whoever loses that battle between Transair and the EFL, one of them's going to look so ridiculous that I don't mm. understand how they can continue really.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's, it's we're probably heading for a tipping point one way the one way or the other I suppose mm-hmm. with, the, with the authority of the EFL or um yeah, or, or with the future of Wednesday, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: is that's it? it. It really is going to be either the AFL are going to have to have a clean sweep if, if they lose this case, mm. or Chanceri, I imagine. I mean, the way he's come out, he could genuinely get banned, I think, now. I mean, I, I think that statement was really worrying from a Wednesday fan's point of view because he's come out such on the front foot that it makes you think, like, well, what, what, what has he been told? What kind of points deduction are they going to get? What is the punishment here?
0: Hmm. Yes, it's, uh, it's it's an interesting anyway. distraction from uh, from the very occasional poor result that we've experienced this season. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that is the uh, the Denblades alternative man of the match. Uh, I just want to mention the Denblades season ticket for twenty twenty, which is uh, yeah a season ticket that gets every edition of the fanzine delivered to your door. That's issue five, six, seven, and eight plus extras, which include stickers and badges. Um, there's an early bird version of this season ticket available at the uh, the imaginative price of 1889. There's only 150 of those available, so uh, do get a wriggle on if uh, if that does interest you. Um, and yeah, coming up in issue five, there's a big interview with none other than Michael Doyle and Neil Collins, plus news, reviews, and opinion on the season today and reflections on the decade just gone. So yeah, do check it out at demblades.co. UK.
1: Yeah. You also, if you go on my site as well, if like if uh, if you're looking at it's the top advert on there. If you press on there, uh, it'll take you straight to the site as well. So I genuinely do recommend it.
0: Nice one. That is, of course, the uh, FSA nominated fanzine of the year. Exactly. Yeah. We're
1: not just saying this. You know, this is proper top stuff. You know, <laughs> it,
0: it absolutely is. Right. Uh, quick thoughts on uh, looking ahead to Norwich just before we uh, we finish up. I'm you feeling? about I'm quite worried about it, but because
1: um I think they're gonna they have they've surely not I won't say they have to win, but they're surely gonna be targeting this as three points, aren't they? I? I think that I think it's a, have to. I mean people say it's a must win for us, it's a far bigger game for Norwich than it is for us.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely one where a draw is like fine for us in terms of like our prospects this season unless <laughs> you Unless you're mentally thinking we actually are going to get into Europe, in which case well, this is some the thing. News.
1: Some people say, "Well, that means we've not won in five, and we've only got four points out of the last 5 I'd just say to people, we're not in the league one well, in league one or the championship anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it's not a brilliant return or anything like that. But you know, keep Norwich at bay. I'd be, I'd, I'd take a draw.
0: Yeah, I would as well. Um, yeah, you've got to fancy Moussa and McGoldrick back straight back into the starting mm. lineup for this one, and, and therefore probably our best team. I mean. Yeah, it, it, any any points are going to be precious at this stage. It's, it, I think it's like one. I said this to you yesterday, and they're like the two teams I really don't want to lose to this season. I can't quite explain why. Or Norwich and Villa. I don't know if it's just like a undermining of your Premier League credentials a little mm-hmm. bit if you lose to those two teams. Not, I'm not saying they're the worst two teams by any stretch, <laughs> but you know, obviously they they came up with us last yeah, season, us. and there's that little bit of a, a thing of like you know, is our is our method this season. Um, you know is it is it more more right if you like than, than what those two teams are doing yeah. obviously the, the ultimate proof of that will be in the league positions at the end of the season but yeah it just it, it's it's a bit like a derby in that respect isn't it where it's like come on i know we're better than the opposition but if you lose this one yeah. game then there's always there's always that comeback of like well maybe you're not better than us after all so, uh, I'd like
1: to uh, play in a really horrible agricultural, uh, cultural uh, Newcastle sort of way, just to feed into that Norwich myth. That's what we <laughs> like as well. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, yeah, if we uh, if we get a win, I suppose. But what I definitely don't want to see is any more of this uh, VAR ridiculousness. I
1: think it's... it'll be a really, really, really good game. I really do. I don't. Norwich are not going to sit back. They, they don't know how to. It's not their... Yeah. Way of playing at all, and you know that's the best thing about Norwich as a, as a team. I think they they are genuinely every game I've seen, and they've been in, been involved in an exciting game. Mm. Um, they'll they'll go for it. I think they need the win, and that that's obviously better for us as well. And the game last season were absolutely amazing. So
0: yeah. I think as a
1: spectacle, that that probably should have been picked for Sky because I think it will be a really good game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, I, I, and I think that also does play to our strengths as well. I mean, yeah, as you say, Norwich kind of kind of only know one way of playing at the minute, and um yeah, I think open spaces will be good for us. I mean, look at what well, look at the Wolves game. You know, they they tried to attack us, and you know, we yeah. just cut through them time and time again. So I, I
1: think them being at home as well, it, that'll be even more evident. I think with mm. them being at home because I think if they're away, they might think, well, let's keep it a bit tight but I, I'm not saying they're going to go gung ho, but they're going to be. I think they'll start really quickly. To be honest, um, it's going to be good. It's going to be a really good game. To be fair, I just that we can um, come back with something to show
0: for it. Yeah, another another random Sunday afternoon game, yeah. uh, and then I think we're back to Saturdays, aren't we? From yeah, the well, the next, the
1: next three games are, are really are big, and it's very early in the season. But I think that it will sort of, sort of, not even indicate. I think it'll probably with the run we've got in January. I think that'll be if we don't pick up maximum points in any of those three games, we're probably are going to drop into the bottom three at some point. And I don't think that necessarily means we're going down. But I think with the run we've got after that. You're looking at it and you're thinking, yeah, that, that is going to be tough after that. So mm.
0: um,
1: I think they are massive, uh, three massive, massive games after last night's result, even if they're not must wins as such, but just in terms of a mentality
0: thing. Yeah, I don't know if we'll drop into the bottom three. I think we'll we'll go to a stage. I think the worst case scenario is we end up in a stage where it's like we're just a point outside it. But I just think with so many teams. Y- you could be us. right. I mean,
1: I, I mean, like I say, I've got my negative answer probably because we lost last night, but I just think. Yeah, <laughs> You know, if you lose, let's say we lose the next three or something like that, you know, uh, and then obviously those teams have caught up. But like you said, there's a lot of teams in, in between as well. So it's, yeah. it's very early. And if we do, I've said this from the start, if we do, don't panic because fall from bottom is still fine. We, we I think a lot of people got carried away with the mm. fifth and sixth places and things like that. But we're always that tight. And I think... Yeah. I heard a couple, someone phone in Radio Sheffield after we drew him on news saying, oh, we we, we are in the top six best teams in the division. We're not, I'm afraid. And that's not, you know, that we shouldn't be, like, down about that. Fourth yeah. from bottom is perfect this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, we won't be one of the top six teams in the division, but at the same time, we have kind of played like one for quite a mm-hmm. while. And, yeah. and that is, you know, that's my... Yeah, I need a much bigger sample of us losing games and, and looking poor, I think, before I start to worry, because I... I just keep coming back to the thing of like <clears throat> we just look good you know last night yeah. we, we we left out we left out the, the best strike the only really proven strike partnership that we've had this season the only yeah. time where we've picked two strikers and gone that works that you could definitely say that that works that is very effective mm. teams can't live with it we left those out and we still probably should have won the game to be honest so I'm not too uh, not concerned by the result, apart from just the general, like, ugh, that was horrible. And the league that, that does seem to be taking shape to some
1: degree, I think, at the moment. I think the top seven are going to be the top seven, for instance, unless Arsenal get their act together. I think the, the mid-table teams are sort of, they're the ones who are either going to be looking up or looking over the shoulder, could probably finish anywhere from ninth to 18th. And I think the teams near the bottom, Norwich's, Watford, Southamptons, they're going to be, probably be down there all season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think one team that are not going to finish down at the bottom is Everton, uh, and, and they're like the reverse Newcastle. So I don't really understand <laughs> about how they've like messed up their seasons so badly. And I think whoever they appoint, or they probably could have stuck with Silver, to be honest, they'll still get enough wins to uh, to stay up comfortably. They are not a team that. Yeah,
1: um, there's um, always an anomaly down there, and yeah, Everton probably are going to be that. But I think overall, you've Watford's down there, Norwich are down there, Southampton are down there, Villa are down there. There's always a team like Bournemouth who you never expect and maybe mm. West Ham, Burnley even. You, you're looking over your shoulder and think, oh, they're going to get dragged into it. I think there's a bit, it's taken a little bit more of a shape now.
0: Yeah. God, just. I at... didn't
1: realise Palace were seventh. I don't think they're going to finish top seven, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, <I> th- <laughs> possibly not. Um, this little run of games for Southampton is, is very kind. I mean, they had Everton at home, which they blew. Uh, Arsenal away. Hmm. Arsenal are just a state at the minute, aren't they? Then they've had Watford at home, yeah. South, uh, Norwich at home. They've got Newcastle on Sunday and then they've got yep. Southampton at home and then they've got Aston Villa. Whew, that's a lovely run of games. So no wonder they've sort of picked that up a little a bit. That is a really,
1: really, really nice run of games, that, isn't it? But yeah. obviously it all comes back round again. Obviously we will we'll be looking like I'm just looking now and uh, actually they're actually doing all right. <laughs> they, 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 they've spaced them out quite well, actually, these games. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think Southampton and Watford, Norwich and all that sort of, I think one of them, at least two of those three will probably go down, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get some more points this weekend and uh, just extend <laughs> the gap a little bit. Yes, um, but as it stands, you know, 19 points from 15 is still pretty impressive, and so so would 19 from 16. It's just, uh, yeah, we might just have to log off Twitter for a day or so. I think if that's the case.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Nice no, one, mate. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up there then. Um, anything you want to uh, you want to plug?
1: uh i'm gonna read a shuffle on monday actually but it's not live it's a pre-recorded fan quiz or something like that uh i'm not entirely sure what it entails but um yeah i'll be going there so i'll uh i'll let you know when that's uh when that's going out
0: very nice and uh as always people can check out your views on roy's view from dot com and- uh, yes
1: or oh. at panchero on twitter Punch her
0: on Twitter. Um, Somebody said that when I say uh, I'll talk to you later, it sounds like I'm telling you off, and we're going to have like strong Mm. words after the podcast. So,
1: and it's true, it's true. He does. He has a go at me straight after.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You weren't the one that muted their microphone uh, midway through this podcast, and then (laughs) forgot to unmute it. So, uh, and re-record a little bit. So no, I won't be doing that. But uh, yeah, I, I will say that I will talk to you later. Um, and thanks. Yep. To you, you. Thanks as always for your time, and, and thanks to uh, everyone for listening. And I guess we'll be back uh, either Monday or Tuesday next week. We'll fix a time to uh, to discuss Norwich and hopefully a, a more positive experience. And I feel slightly, um, I feel slightly like I've got something off my chest with the uh, yeah. With I feel it, like uh,
1: I've done a little bit of meditation, you know, yeah. sort of breathing a little bit. A little bit a little bit calmer now so
0: absolutely and i hope if uh, if you've listened to this all the way through you uh, you also feel the same feel a bit better <laughs> about things and uh, yeah there we go all right buddy i, I will talk to you later and uh, yeah thanks very much for your time all right see you later thanks to andrew thanks to you for listening thanks to the den blades fanzine for being a sponsor and thanks also to beer52.com who are also one of the sponsors of blades pod now if you like me football and a few beers go together very nicely Beer 52 are offering a free case of their handpicked beers to Blades Pod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash bladespod. Sign up and cover the £4.95 for postage, and they will send you a case of 8 free beers. And not just any beers, they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer. They're on a mission to find the best beers out there and deliver it to their members each and every month. Beer52 do not hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. If you sign up before the 17th of December, so that's in 11 days' time, you'll even get them before Christmas, which sounds pretty good to me. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer. Get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. Up the blades. Cheers.